Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to the Politics Guys with your hosts, Dave Carson and Michael Darnowski. Welcome to the Politics Guys. I'm Michael Baranowski, a political scientist at Northern Kentucky University. My co-host this week, as always, is Cleveland area attorney and sometime Republican strategist Jay Carson. Here's this week's Ask the Politics Guys question, Jay. All right, fire away. It's from Jennifer in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Jennifer, right. yeah, Jennifer wants to know who the heck are the libertarians and what do they really stand for? And you know, I, I think that's a very timely question. Wouldn't you agree? It is. It's timely, and it's it's a it's a sort of a tricky question. Uh, I think because there are a lot of people who sort of uh, claim the claim the name libertarian, um, and, and, and and I suppose you know we can we should we should examine who they are, and and you know I'm not sure if we're we're able to pronounce on who the true libertarians are, but sure, and yeah, we, can, we should we should, a, we should point out that the libertarian party. Is isn't necessarily the same thing as libertarians. Now, obviously, if you're a libertarian, if you're in the libertarian party, you are almost certainly a libertarian. Uh, but the libertarian party in the United States uh, is relatively new as political parties go. It was formed in 1971, and uh, of course, right now the libertarians, as, as they have been doing uh, since uh, shortly after their formation, have run candidates for office, including for the presidency. And right now they're running Gary Johnson and, and Bill Weld, two former governors. And it's without a doubt the strongest presidential ticket in the history of the Libertarian Party, which really isn't <laughs> saying that much. Okay, in terms of size, there were slightly over 400,000 registered Libertarians in the country. To give you a sense of popularity right now, Johnson and Weld are, are still in high single digits in polling. Now, Gary Johnson was the 2012 nominee of Libertarians. It was the first time a Libertarian candidate broke one million in the national popular vote. So that's pretty good. The, the year before, the, sorry, the election before, they were a little over 500,000 in change. Now, but compare that to nearly 66 million votes for uh, Barack Obama and almost 61 million votes for Mitt Romney. You get a sense of how far behind they are. So that's kind of a real brief sort of libertarian party history. But I think, Jay, it, when you say it's tricky, I think you're talking more about what it means to be a libertarian, right? In the kind of right. more larger and, and sense. I think a, libertarians would would typically believe, and there's there's a, a libertarian influence that's sort of been uh, uh, apparent in the Republican Party for for years, going back probably to at least at least the fifties. Um, uh, but it, it springs, I, I would say, the original libertarian was probably someone like John Stuart Mill, um, uh, and and maybe sort of a, a Burkean uh, sort of thing. The the, the idea being that uh, uh, there there is a a natural law concept that you have the right to really live your life as you see fit, uh, that you're an individual, uh, you are not a subject of the government, uh, and that uh, that government, which which governs least, or, or not at all in some cases, governs best. Um, that, that view was uh, sort of, you know, shocking and radical then. It sort of fell out of favor. Um, uh, throughout the, you know, I guess late 1800s, 1900s, uh, most prominently, I guess, revived in the 1950s and 60s uh, by Ayn Rand. Um, 
who again, if if you haven't read, you should. Uh, God no, she's kind of yeah. she's kind of nuts. Yeah, um, but long <laughs> and awful is how I would characterize her. Well, but yeah, anyway, no, and, and yeah, it's it's not it's not easy reading. It's not fun reading, and it's it's but although she was it. writing yeah. her second language, <laughs> so I, I I give her credit for that because I mean, if I were to try to write whatever fifteen hundred page novels in Russian, um, you know, good luck. I, yeah, I'm I'm sure hers hers would be or better, but. Uh, the idea, I think, that as she expresses it, is probably the the best expression of pure libertarianism. Um, uh, it it went into a sort of there was a a big ideological fight uh, again in the the sixties um, uh, between the Randians and the the Buckley crowd uh, that that uh, came out mostly regard, relating to. Uh, National Review's review of uh, Atlas Shrugged, um, and again, this is which is I'm, Rand's I'm big little, big book. That yeah, Rand's and Buckley, magnum, of course, is magnum opus. Buckley is uh, William Buckley, perhaps, the founder of National Review. Yes, and and the the review uh, of the book was written by Whitaker Chambers, who of course wrote Witness, and and uh, again, major figure on the uh, in the conservative uh, movement. Um, but Chambers's criticism of of Rand was essentially that it uh, it it took out the spirituality. Her her view is is what's called objectivism, uh, and while it is it is libertarian in terms of uh, you know get the government out of my life, it is also uh, virulently uh, atheist, uh, and I think that was the uh, the conservative movement had a problem with that. Uh, in in that um, sort of this complete free market social Darwinism, uh, untempered by any sort of um, religious impulse, is is uh, dangerous, um, or or at least maybe not desirable. Yeah, um, you know, you know, I I think it's important to point out that because a lot of times what people do is they tend to associate libertarian with uh, with conservative and and there are really some important differences as, as you you know we're sort of getting at there. I think for one thing, libertarians tend to well this is where they're kind of with conservatives is that they hold up freedom, uh, liberty as uh, the key value, but where they differ from what I would consider to be more sane uh, – not more sane. I mean they're not insane, but uh, more mainstream <laughs> political philosophies is that they hold up that value as being so much more important than any other value. And that's where I think – because I agree with a lot of libertarian positions. I'm a big fan of liberty. I'm a big fan of freedom. It's an important value, but it's not the only value. And that's where I think we're, we're fundamentally, at least from a – theoretical, philosophical sense, I'm a, I'm a lot more conservative than libertarian in that, you know, libertarianism is, focuses on this sort of radically individualist view of people and that individual freedom and autonomy is, is, is the key thing. And to me, that it, it's based on a misreading of what human beings are. You know, human beings aren't and we're never designed to be these sort of atomized individuals. We're embedded in, in groups and families and societies and traditions. And those are the things that give meaning and purpose and so forth to our lives. And you can't just take us out of that context and expect us to function in any reasonable way. And I think that's where the libertarians go wrong. I also think they go wrong in assuming that 
people are rational and can make good decisions for themselves. There's reams and reams and reams of research that, and, and not just research, but, you know, wisdom for millennia that suggests this is simply not who human beings are. And, you know, I can understand why certain people find libertarianism very attractive. It's supposedly very big among, for instance, uh, young male engineers, computer types in Silicon Valley. Oh, and I get that. Everybody's a libertarian in college. I mean, well, a lot of, on. some people yeah. are. And, and I get that. If you're a very smart, very rational sort of person, and maybe you're more inclined toward kind of keeping to yourself a little more introverted. And, and also, yeah, then it makes and, sense. And self-sufficient person. Yeah. But most people aren't like that. And I would say, People in general aren't like that. And so any political philosophy based on the idea that we we should all just be treated as these kind of separate atomized individuals who can make good decisions on our own all the time, ruled by rationality, I think that's a political philosophy that's going to be disastrous when put into practice. What I would say, Libertarian doesn't necessarily think that people can always make good decisions. They just think that uh, – uh, if you if you make good decisions, good for you, and for those of you who don't make good decisions, uh, uh, tough luck. Okay. Um, okay. I, and I, you know, that was that was sort of what I think that um, uh, Chambers sort of you know pushed pushed against was the uh, um, the idea that that if you're not making money, if you're not uh, really being useful to society, um, the the Randian impulse was sort of the uh, uh, you know, in his words, where, you know, get thee to a gas chamber, you know, sort of like if you're not uh, if, if you're not uh, uh, really pulling your weight, then, uh, you know, society has no use for you. Yeah, and to be, um, just just to be clear, just because someone's a libertarian doesn't mean they necessarily subscribe to the, the, the beliefs outlined in, in Rand's oh, sure. objectivism yeah. and so forth. I mean, uh, she can be. I'm just trying to, like, take it back to sure. where it was, sort of walk through where, where it is now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I should point out that libertarians, uh, while they've, they've occasionally won elections, at least uh, libertarian candidates have occasionally won elections at the, the local and state legislative level, they've never won a congressional election. And obviously they've never won a presidential election. Now, there are a number of reasons for this. One of them, of course, is that there are issues with ballot access if you're not a, if you're not a Republican or a Democrat. Uh, but more generally, I think this is the philosophy that almost everyone can find something to dislike in. But you know, the other thing is, is libertarianism works great in uh, college dorms, um, but less so when you're out in the real world. Um, you know, it's one thing that that you can kind of say, "Hey, man, everybody's gonna do their own thing, and and it's all cool," um, and and then you get your neighbor who's got his grass that's like six feet high, and uh, you know, I mean, it's sort of once once you're living in the real world and and have to have these these interactions with other people, um, you realize, yeah, we do need some some structure, some sure. some rules, um, that uh, and and some kind of government, and again, it's you know I, I'm still of the opinion that that government which governs least least governs best, but um, I still think you ought to have a government. Yeah, and uh, it, it, yeah, because the other piece on, on libertarian is I think they did make sort of a little bit of a splash this year, not so much in the candidacy of Gary Johnson, but more in the candidacy of Rand Paul. Right now, uh, Rand Paul is is isn't well. He occupies Rand Paul and his father. Party, yeah, occupy yeah. an interesting kind of ground because while I think uh, philosophically they're 
you call them libertarians, especially especially Ron Paul, they've had to make certain compromises and push certain things, especially Rand Paul, who's actually in government, you know, he's a senator from, from Kentucky, that aren't exactly that libertarian. And this is what I meant about libertarians have difficulty attracting attention because both conservatives and liberals find things to dislike about them. One big problem that conservatives have with libertarians is they tend to favor a very kind of live and let live foreign policy, a very kind of isolationist and not a very aggressive military and so forth. And that's a big problem for a lot of conservatives. Whereas liberals have big problems with libertarians saying, well, you know, we don't need government regulation. And if, you know, you take some uh, some pill that kills you, well, then, you know, eventually if enough people die, then uh, people will stop buying pills from that company. You know, and that that's kind of a kind of a problem when taken to an extreme. And now Rand Paul or sorry, Ron Paul's much more libertarian than his son, certainly, but I think there's there's a good reason why libertarianism it has difficulty attracting a large following. That said, I really think it would be a very healthy thing for the political process if uh Johnson and Weld we're able to get into the presidential debates. I don't think that's going to happen. They need to be at 15% in the polls to get to, to get there by the rules that have been set up. And they probably won't get, you know, closer than 10 or 11% in the polls. But I think it would be great for people to be exposed to a different understanding of what the role of government is and what's important. I mean, I may not agree with it, but there are an awful lot of smart people People smarter than me, certainly, who you know firmly believe in it. I think it'd be healthy to have those views aired before a national audience. I think it would really be good for be good for the country for them to hear from uh, the Gary Johnson and Bill Weld. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Although in this case, my sense is Gary Johnson and Bill Weld's message isn't so much of here's the libertarian platform. It's the hey, well, I'm not Donald Trump or Hillary yeah. Clinton. Uh, so it, it's not a necessarily a great year <laughs> I mean, to, to make the ideological statement. Um, the other thing I, I'd point out, I mean, the Libertarian Party itself, uh, it really had some, some rough going through most of the 70s and 80s where their traditional candidate was a, a man named Lyndon LaRouche, yeah. um, who, was, who was basically just a criminal. And part of his, his libertarian you know, philosophy was he, he didn't believe in paying taxes. Um, and uh, Me the, neither, the government but. essentially it took took away. Well, he took it. You know, he, yeah. he lived by his word. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he he did spend some time in jail. And there was there was sort of a a, a nasty. Um, um, oh, I mean, I'd, I'd call it maybe anti-Semitic undercurrent uh, in the Larouche uh, candidacies. Nope. Um, uh, that that you know, I think there's. That's troubling. Um, now, now, Roosh may now, have been again, a libertarian. I, I, I'm separating. Pardon? I'm saying Lou, LaRouche, just to be clear, LaRouche may, may have held, you know, certainly held libertarian views, but he was never actually the Libertarian Party's candidate. But certainly – No, no, I, never. I thought he had, he campaigned – I'll look this up. I believed he had campaigned as, as a libertarian. Nope. They're, uh, they're candidates from – I'm looking at a list of their candidates since 72 and he's uh, uh, he's never actually been the, the presidential candidate for the libertarian okay. uh, libertarian party. But certainly, you know, there's some – you know, in, in LaRouche's views and that's, and that's the thing, right, is people tend to – lump all these folks together and you find the most extreme elements of people who are advocating this view and you assume, well, that must be what being a libertarian is about. 
which is part of the reason why it's so difficult, yeah. I think, for them to, you know, gain any ground because you can be a, a sane and reasonable libertarian. I obviously pretty clearly disagree with the philosophical basis of their view, but you know, I, I certainly, uh, I certainly would encourage people to, to to look into it and you know learn a little bit more because there's more out there than just traditional, you know, a Republican and Republican and Democratic views. And I think it's like I said, a healthy thing for folks to expose themselves to different conceptions of the role of government and the role of people in the society. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess my um, – wow, geez, I thought I had really something really smart to say and now I, I just – That happens to me all the time is, and I just keep on talking, you know. <laughs> um, uh, well, no, I guess maybe we'll just, we'll just uh, leave it where you did that. No, it's, it's good to hear from uh, all views and uh, – um, uh, you know, I think uh, uh, having libertarians, if they want to express those, oh, oh, this this was it, and this is something that that I, you know, maybe I'll take for some heat for saying, but you sort of alluded to it a minute ago. If you if you go to like the Libertarians Party's website, if you can look up their convention and some of the coverage from their convention, there's the problem is it's it's also a little bit um, the island of misfit toys. Sure. Uh, there is a, a sense of here are people who are sort of for one reason or another don't don't really fit in, don't really belong. Um, there's a lot of people dressing up in goofy outfits. Uh, if you look at the, I believe the was it the chairman of the Libertarian Party who who stripped during their convention? yeah I, mean, I know what you're talking about right yeah I, I read, don't recall the details um, but you yeah. know again these are these are things that that look I mean there's there's a really great intellectual case to be made for libertarianism. Um, uh, and I would say that's sort of the case that like, you know, the, the William F. Buckley's of the world, uh, used to make, um, these guys by and large, um, I, I don't think tend, tend to make it just because they've, they've got this sort of, I mean, it's, it's a little bit, you know, libertarian, the libertarian convention is, is a little kind of comic con Star Trek convention. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, uh, um, which, which I love those things, but, um, I don't necessarily want to be governed by them. Um, so, right. uh, you know, that's, that's the other problem is, is why it, it fails to attract a mainstream, um, following is because it is decidedly not mainstream. So definitely, definitely. All right. Well, that does it for this episode of Ask the Politics Guys. Thanks everyone for listening. If you have any questions for future episodes or just any thoughts, comments, or criticisms, we would love to hear from you. Our email is politicsguys, one word, at gmail.com. Our Facebook page, where we post throughout the week, is facebook.com slash politicsguys page. We're also on Twitter at politicsguys. If you're interested in helping us keep the show going, sharing and retweeting our new show posts and tweets, and reviewing the show on iTunes really does help. And if you'd like to support the show financially, you can do that through the PayPal or Patreon links on our website. And while you're there, be sure to check our listener rewards. We'll be back with a new show next Wednesday. We hope you'll join us.